0: And uh, yeah, it's it's been been a very full week as we prepare to say goodbye to uh, Ethan and send him off to uh, Indiana for uh, a summer of tra- at a baseball training facilities. He's getting ready uh, to start playing ball at Saginaw Valley State. And uh, yeah, our family is in some transition, as I'm sure many of you are as well. And um, so if you are in that situation where you are experiencing uh, transition, know that I'm praying for you, and uh, yeah, we will we will all get through this together, I am sure. Um, so uh, as we begin, uh, as we continue on in this Love Well uh, podcast, uh, we are in week two now of uh, a series on leadership that I'm calling Leading with Grace. Last week we looked at humility, and this week we are going to be uh, looking at the second of four words. Uh, my four words uh, that really have become leadership principles for me are humility, integrity, community, and presence. And, uh, and so this week we are looking at, at, at the principle of integrity. Now, uh, I thought it would be good to spend some time doing this series of podcasts on leadership because we are living in a time where uh, leadership is at a premium, right? Uh, leadership is something that we are seeing on a daily basis uh, that in ways that that we typically haven't before. And so as we walk through, as we walk through these these days, uh, we need to know what does good leadership look like, and and I think good leadership looks like people who uh, practice humility, people who uh, practice integrity, uh, leaders who understand the value and role of community, and uh, and also understand and value presence. Good leadership uh, differentiates itself from good management. Managers do the right things leaders do things right this is a very important distinction because oftentimes uh, doing things right demands the leader to to help draw people through difficult situations to help pull them through uh, times where uh, to do things that they don't necessarily want to do and and I think one of the things that is absolutely necessary for us as leaders to do that uh, is that we have to have integrity. We have to be people who can be trusted. And you see, if you are a leader, if you're in a position of leadership and and those who follow you or claim to follow you uh, don't trust you, you're not going to be able to lead them anywhere. And and nobody's going to trust you if you live a disintegrated life. You see, oftentimes we think of integrity as, as simply doing the right things when nobody's watching. But there's way more to it than that. that. That's a part of it. That's a character aspect of integrity. But the other part of integrity is, is that we are, we are a people or we're somebody whose life is integrated. Uh, somebody whose life... Looks the same wherever you are, whether you're at work, at church, in your living room, um, at a ball field, uh, wherever you might be, your life is consistent. A consistent life is an integrated life. A consistent life is someone who has integrity. Um, and, and, I, and that's the that's the first that's the first part of this idea of, of integrity. Um, as As a leadership principle, is that we have to stay true and we have to be who we are at all times. So that way, people know where they stand with us. Uh, I've I've served on on some teams where where I've had leaders who uh, who are almost. Um, almost like they have multiple personalities right like you just never quite know where you stand with them and and as a result of that it makes it very hard it made it very hard to trust them Uh, because you didn't know if one day you're going to show up and they were going to be in a good mood and uh, because they're in a good mood you're going to you're going to have a great meeting you're going to have great times it's going to be a lot of fun or maybe they're just going to be you know upset angry whatever for no apparent reason um and so you just never quite know. You just never know uh, where where you stood with them. And and it was because they were, they were different people. You could see them at a conference and they would act one way. You'd see them at a, uh, you know, you'd have private one-on-one conversations and it would be another thing. Um, and then you get around your team and it would be a third thing. Like there was just never any kind of continuity in their life. And... And I think that's one of the things that I most appreciate about about Jesus, as I look at his leadership in the Gospels, is that he was he was somebody who who was completely integrated. I know that's I mean I know it's not really surprising that Jesus would have an integrated life uh, because he was God after all. But but there was just never any question about where people stood with Jesus. He was honest. He was authentic. And and as a result, he was the same. He was the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And we as leaders, we need to follow that pattern. We need to be a people. Uh, we need to be people who whose lives are integrated, that when that when we have a private conversation with somebody, it reflects the public conversation they see le- later, or it's the, the kind of thing that they see reflected online. I've got a good friend, Todd, who I think lives one of the most integrated lives. Of any person I know uh, people who he only knows online he meets in real life and, and I think one of the greatest compliments that he receives is that they say wow you are exactly the same in person as you are online that's the goal that right there is the goal to be people whose lives look exactly the same wherever we're at I want my kids experience of me to be the same as my elders experience of me of the, my neighbor's experience of me. I want them all to match up, right? I don't want people to think that there are three or four or five different versions of myself running around based on the context that I'm in. This, this is what's so important about integrity, um, is that we have to be the same person all the time. Um, along with that is authenticity. Some, a leader with integrity is a leader who is authentic. Um, and authenticity is, is kind of this buzzword, right? Um, and, it's, and it's hard because oftentimes we want authenticity, but we don't want the commitment that goes with it. And for somebody to really be authentic with you, they have to know that you are, that you are committed to them. Well, if we're going to see that played out in our personal relationships, uh, and we consider ourselves to be a leader, then we have to lead that way. We have to be the ones that trust, that trust the other person. And we have to lead with authenticity. And what that means is we have to lead with us being who we are. An authentic person is is somebody who's not putting on masks, somebody who's not putting on disguises, who's not constantly flowing and changing and in every situation, right? And um, I think I think that's one of the things that I've had to learn. I've really, really had to learn uh, that it is okay to be me. It is okay to be my authentic self. I am. I am loud. Um, I oftentimes uh, speak before I think. I uh, I don't. I don't take into account uh, other people's feelings a whole lot. Um, And so part of being me is is not pretty stuff. Part of being me is uh, oftentimes I I steamroll people or I hurt people. And and so part of being me has been to learn to apologize. Part of my authentic self is also uh, as I meet people, as I get to know people, as I enter into... Uh, leadership relationships with people uh, is to is to say look I'm not perfect um, I, I talk before I think I can be a steamroller I sometimes am not the most aware of other people's feelings and emotions and, and as a result of that uh, this this allows me to to create a platform of authenticity I'm trusting them with, with my imperfections. And, uh, and, and from the start, I try to take off the mask and, and, and put away the disguises and just kind of say, this is who I am. Uh, take it or leave it. And, um, and as a result, when I blow it, when I hurt people, when I do things that I don't want to do, when I say things I don't, I don't necessarily mean to say in the way that I say them, uh, I have a platform to to seek forgiveness to apologize um, but i don 't think i 'd have that platform if i wasn't authentic if i wasn 't uh, really being who I am, if people thought I was just playing a game or putting on disguises um, i don't i don't think they would receive my my apologies uh, the way that uh, that a lot of my friends do these days and and i I think it 's because i 'm authentic. Um, you know, I think part of authenticity as a leader uh, is allowing people to see where you're weak. It's allowing people to see your brokenness, the, the place where the places where you're where you're still working stuff out, admitting that that you don't have it all together. Um, there's a lot of leadership books that would tell you otherwise. There are a lot of leadership paradigms. Let's say a leader is supposed to be strong at all times. That a leader is to have no chinks in their armor. That a leader is to only show strength. Is never, never to show a limp. Um, and that's just that's that's inauthentic. It's just not. It's just not true. And that. Kind of leads us to the the third thing, which is it's just not honest, right? Uh, part of part of having integrity, part of being a leader, who has integrity, is is being honest. It's telling the truth. Oftentimes, telling the truth includes saying, "Guys, I'm really hurting right now. This happened, and this happened, and this happened, and it's and it's just it's really." It's really killing me, man. Is that I'm struggling. I don't have all the answers right now. I, I need you. I need you to rally around me. Um, sometimes uh, honesty demands us to say, I just don't know. I don't know the way forward. Uh, I don't know what the plan is. We're living in a time like that right? right now. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if more of our public leaders would simply stand up on their... Uh, on their platforms, as they're giving their their speeches, they're giving their their public addresses, and they're saying, "Listen, um, hey, we're living in a time of a of a virus that is new. We don't we don't have a lot of information. Our scientists, our medical experts, are still trying to figure it out. They don't even know what they don't know about this thing. It's four months old. Uh, so bear with us. We're doing the best we can. We don't really know uh, what what." tomorrow's gonna look like we don't know what we need to do we may say one thing this week and then next week come back and say hey we gotta go a different route Um, do you know what that would do to the trust level of our leaders it would go through the roof because you see honesty breeds trust honesty breeds trust dishonesty dishonesty removes trust it reduces trust and if we don't have trust as a leader, if the people that I'm leading don't trust me, they're not going to follow me anywhere. When the hard times come, when the storms rise up, they are not going to look at me and go, Oh, okay, yeah, we're with you. We got you. We'll follow you. Because they don't trust me. Well, you're not going to trust somebody who's dishonest. And the fact of the matter is, there is no person who has all the answers. There is no person that in the midst of every single uh, dilemma every single um, you know issue that arises knows exactly what to do and so you need to be honest honesty is a core its core to being somebody who lives an integrated life it is it is a it, it is foundational to truly having integrity Um. And let's be honest. (laughs) You get that? See what I did there? Let's be honest. Uh, Sometimes it's easy to lie. It's easier to lie sometimes. It's easier to make something up on the spot and say, oh, yeah, totally, totally this, totally that. No, no, it's so easy. And when I was younger and I was trying to lead, I thought that's what a good leader did. I thought a good leader put on. Put on this this exterior that said, "I know all the answers." You you come with me. I got it all figured out. Um, I I've learned I've learned the hard way that uh, saying I don't know, and being honest about the places where I'm weak, being honest in the gaps of my intelligence, being honest about uh, the things. That I really don't have a handle on. Uh, it goes a lot farther in building trust and being a good leader, uh, because it means that that your life is integrated. It means that my life is integrated. It means that I have some level of integrity. And uh, and for leaders, we have we have to have integrity. If we don't have integrity, uh, we have we have very little. So we need. We need to live integrated lives. That means we need to be the same person wherever we are, whenever we are, uh, you know, as much as we possibly can. We need to be authentic. We need, we need to be ourselves. We need to own who we are. And we have to be honest, right? We have to be honest. And then the final thing when it comes to integrity is, um, is we have to own the vision now this is a little bit of a departure from from these other uh, these other things here right um, this, you might kind of go okay, one of these things is not like the other but here's the deal uh, if we don't own the vision, then it is very very difficult for us to invite others into it and uh, and so to be somebody who has integrity uh, it means that, it means that we own this thing too, that that whatever it is that we're leading people into, that we that that vision becomes a part of who we are, and we seek to lead out of that reality. This goes to this goes to the integrated life. This goes to being honest, um, and this goes to being authentic. We to own the vision means uh, that that we don't have. Um, we kind of want to have these, uh, these hidden, these hidden agendas, right? If we own the vision, then our agenda is right there for everybody to see, and it's not hiding behind something else. Too many times, leaders have hidden agendas, and so the vision—they they use the vision almost like a, um, almost like a mask or some some way to hide their true agenda. I know a lot of my friend, a lot, a lot of pastors, um, you know, who say their mission is is the Great Commission, right? Man, that's not that's not their vision. It's not. Their vision is power. Their vision is popularity. Their vision is to fill as many seats as they can, collect as much money as they can, build the most. Um, Build the most amazing building they can to make their name great nobody likes to say that I hate saying that but if we're honest that's what a lot of us are about a lot of us are about making our name great and, 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 and that can't be our vision <laughs> right um, if you're a leader And you walk up front and you say, listen, I'm here to make me great. Guess what, nobody's gonna follow you. And so what you do is you come up with a different vision. You come up with with this thing to hide your true agenda. We must own, we must own the vision that we lay out for our people. And And we need to say, this is where we're going, I'm all about this, I am all in on this. No hidden agenda. Nothing Nothing is behind the screen over here. We're all in. Right? And so I think about what we started with the Acts 13 network uh, that we used to call the Antioch Movement. Uh, you know, we said that we wanted to be about building disciples, we wanted to be about building a faithful community in a neighborhood. That's what we wanted to be. Well, If we were going to do that, it meant there were some things that we weren't going to be about. And those were the things that my mentor, Doug, he said, Hey, man, these other things are like a vortex. They are going to suck you in. And it is going to be so hard to fight against it. He was right. As a pastor, there is nothing that you want more than to stand on a stage and have hundreds of people, thousands of people tell you how great your message was. There's, that is, that is intoxicating my friends. It really is. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, there, there's no drug that, there's no drug, there's no, uh, there's no whiskey, um, there is nothing that compares to having that kind of rush, it is remarkable, and uh, and so I don't fault I don't fault a lot of other pastors. I don't fault my friends uh, who are pursuing that and chasing that dream. I get it, I get it. But you see, when we started this thing, we said we wanted to be about something different. We didn't want to be about uh, the three Bs of church success, right? Um, Butts, buildings, and budgets those were not our scorecards. Our scorecard was going to be something else. Our scorecard was going to be changed live. Our scorecard was going to be uh, communities, missional communities being built and multiplied and leaders developed and grown and discipleship happening. These were going to be our, uh, our scorecards. And so we had to go about things in a really different way. And it has been really hard to own the vision because it's not sexy. It doesn't give you that same kind of rush as standing on a stage with a band and the lights and and all of that. But then you hear of somebody who says, Hey, there's Dan, he's our neighborhood's pastor. Yep. It helps you own the vision. Um we have to own it. No hidden agendas. Be honest about what we are doing. Be honest about who we are. Own the vision. That's part of an integrated life. So uh, so four words that shape, the shape me as a leader. Four principles um, that I, I think me, is what it looks like to lead with grace. And that is humility, which we talked about last week. Integrity that we talked about this week. Community that we're talking about next week, and presence that we'll talk about in the last week. Um, I hope I hope this is helpful to you. I really do. Um, and uh, if it is, then my encouragement to you would be to subscribe. Um, subscribe to uh, DanielMRose.com, and uh, you know you can do that for free. Uh, what I write. What I publish, uh, and the things, things that I record get dropped right into your inbox about five days a week. Follow me on Twitter at Daniel M. Rose, or, uh, you know, you can check out the archive of this video, uh, and, uh, some of my teaching on, on Sundays, uh, at youtube.com slash Daniel Rose. And, uh, I hope, I hope you will. I hope you'll continue the conversation with me because it's, it's, here, here's the deal. Um, no hidden agenda, no hidden agenda, um, I just want to have the conversation. I want to invite you in, and uh, and I really, I would really invite you to join us on, on this journey of of trying to live the Christian life by loving well. That's what it's about. All right. Uh, so until next week, my friends, love well.